Welcome to yet another episode of the First X Minute Podcast. I'm still your host, Ritamin Dramala. You find me on Twitter at papi underscore the great. That's P-A-P-I underscore the great. Um, the morning after a weekend of Premier League action, and it's only fair to touch on two of the biggest games that we saw happen. No, I'm not talking about Spurs, Southampton. I'll probably talk about that in another episode, probably when I release the preview or the review of the round two Premier League games on Tuesday. This has been recorded on a Monday, and I just have to talk about Chelsea. I have to talk about Manchester United and the positives that we can still find, that fans can still find from those two games, two defeats, um, not so much so, I mean, the the Reds on the opposite side of the coin and um, Roy Hawkins' men also on the opposite side of the coin, but Chelsea, Manchester United suffering defeats, Manchester United's uh, first game of the season um, ended in a defeat compared to their four new starts to the campaign, um, 2019-2020 campaign, that four new win over Chelsea um, just a few months ago. Should be a year now, a year and a couple of days maybe. So, you have to you have to look at it from this perspective. I'll start with Chelsea. Should I start with Manchester United? Let me start with Chelsea. The two new loss to Liverpool, I, I personally think until Christen, uh, Christensen's red card, I think it was a very, very balanced game. Um, I think that um, Alonso was having a wonderful day um, against, um, what's it called now, Mohamed Salah. He was having a very, 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 very good game for himself. Um, Zuma was pretty confident. He was he was playing well. Um, I think Saido Mane was also, was, uh, sorry, Rhys James was also doing well um, against Saido Mane. Up front, I think Timo Werner and his space, he was just contained. He was contained by the experience of Fabinho, but his bust of pace down the left flank, it was really, really, it was really fun to see. I think he was the liveliest of everything that Chelsea had going forward. He would make runs, he would try to go in between two or three players and i think that is that is a good thing for a player who is just getting his feet in the premier league i mean he's just new to the to the, to the league he's just played two games so far uh, yet to get the debut goal or anything close to that so you have to consider that yes he's young yes he's new but he's growing you can see you can see the constant development he was better than this he was he was better than his first game he was making the runs he was daring to run at the uh, at the at the opposition defense he did not just disappear into thin air when he got the ball he tried to make the most of it sometimes sometimes he tried to overdo it which i think he will learn it's it's a curve and i think it's it's steadily on the rise i think he's stock um, at Chelsea is steadily on the rise and it's only a matter of time for this kind of player um, to get the goal that he I think he wants that should get the pressure off his neck he was the he was the star that shined the most for Chelsea I think that has to be followed swiftly by Angulo Kante did his best also to ensure that the midfield was not totally lost the, the middle of the pack was not totally lost. Yeah, I think that's the word, that's the phrase, to um, Liverpool's red army. I would give all the accolades to Thiago. I would give all the accolades to Saido Mane. But this podcast is basically about the positives that Chelsea, Chelsea fan base can find um, 
from this game yes a loss in the first two games of this season but Chelsea fans you have to also consider that this same manager started the 2019-2020 campaign even more handicapped and started without a loss without a win in his first two games of that campaign i think he lost to manchester united i mentioned it earlier that four nil um defeat and i think it was followed by a draw i can't remember against who now but it was followed by by a draw so i, I think for chelsea fans this is not the it's not the end of the world another positive is to is to realize that the the, the big names that joined some of them have not yet um, have not even set foot on the pitch um that game that chelsea game that chelsea team was crying for a, a creative somebody who could go in there somebody who could break down um, a study line of defense somebody who could make magic happen which and the name that was coming to my head was zh 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 but um he was he he's out injured the defense line also needed that experience that um thiago silva is definitely going to bring into the squad so it's not even panic it's it's nowhere near panic time yet i think that everything will happen in its due course the chelsea players this chelsea team is a stock that is steadily rising and the fans the fans should not even i said this at the beginning of last season also the fans should not even think anywhere near bashing this side yet they're like like i said this stock is steadily rising and there are only better days ahead the only way forward for chelsea now is forward or upward upward and onward um, only i can't say the same for this manchester united side i mean it's yeah it's crystal palace but we need to remember that yeah it's a premier league side and what does the league thrive its energy or its strength or its advertisement upon is the fact that any team can beat any team anybody can beat anybody however it was the manner of a loss you look at the defending uh there were several ratings that were published and of some of the ones that i saw you would you would you would agree with me that bruno fernandez got <clears throat> excuse me bruno fernandez got the highest rating the defense line uh of the defense line yes harry Maguire got the highest rating i think he got um there was one i saw out of 10 he was given a seven uh, for the likes of the hair 6.1 um lindelof six point um there was even somebody that got five point i think it was luke Shaw or something five point something um bruno fernandez got 7.5 the forward the david james 6.2 anthony martial six point um marcos rashford six points so it goes to tell you that there is a lot that needs to be done in that squad and going forward i, I mentioned it in in, in um in, in one of my um, um, materials that i published one of my content that i published on my twitter feed you find it at papi underscore the great i said most teams will be looking at that game against Crystal Palace and saying to themselves, hey, this team is there for the taking. If we can just go in and just bamboozle our way around it, I think we can just confuse them, make a mess of that defense line, um, have 
did here suffer yet another public embarrassment and of course run away with three points whether it's at old trafford or whether it's on our home turf and for manchester united that is not good you want to have that fear factor it is what the likes of liverpool are thriving on it's what the likes of manchester city are thriving on the way spurs is going it's what Mourinho wants his team to thrive on that you want to play them and you're thinking already oh boy how are we going to handle the menace of um human son how are we going to handle the menace of the likes like Stel- the likes of Sterling? How are we going to um, handle the constant harassment that defenders are going to suffer from the likes of Saidomani, from the likes of Mohamed Salah? Manchester United right now does not have that fear factor and that is something that will affect them in the days ahead, in the weeks ahead. There's a lot of work that needs to be done on this Manchester United side. Unlike Chelsea, the stock is not, it doesn't, there there are no better days ahead for the stock because you look at the defense, no matter how much goals they get up front, they will still struggle to keep the, the, the goals out at the back. Imagine playing the likes of Leeds, which I have described as a side that will never ever back down to any Premier League side in this season, in this season and that has been shown very, um, a very good example has been the game between um, themselves and Liverpool. Imagine it's playing Manchester United and then <clears throat> Leeds get the first goal, Manchester United equalize. Leeds would not sit back and try to defend. They don't look like that side, especially their second game of the season against Fulham. They will go, they will keep going, they will keep testing your defense. They will push them to the limit and you know what is going to happen, especially when you have a defense as fragile as that of Manchester United. They're going to cave in, they're going to concede the goals and that would affect the morale of the guys going forward. I mean, I have some numbers here and you just have to feel for Manchester United. From that game, they had 17 shots on target. 17 shots actually. In total, four were on target. Now, like Jose Mourinho said, what matters is shots and goals shots and goals not possession nobody cares really about possession so uh, 17 shots four on target does that tell something does that does that does that tell you why the ratings or does that explain why the ratings of those front men were so or was so poor um when it comes to tackles Manchester United had 14 compared to Crystal Palace's 24. When it comes to ball interception, Manchester United had just 9 compared to Palace's 20. When it comes to clearances, Manchester United's 14 was almost a third of what Crystal Palace managed in the game. That's 14 to 33. Shots. Shots of the 17 shots they played, 10 of them were um, shots taken from outside the box as compared to seven that were managed to be taken uh um, that that managed that well were managed was managed you know what i'm talking about here i'm just trying i'm I'm just in the heat of the moment i'm just going in a row uh seven shots um were managed inside the box now for manchester united if you're a manchester united fan you're already you're angry enough that your team did not your your the, the board of your of your team did not manage to um strengthen the squad did not manage to put effort or well did not manage well enough let me put it that way to put in work and put in work in trying to ensure that the real signings come in and i'm not saying van der Beek is not a real, real signing i'm just saying you look at that squad and you say to yourself man the side needs more than what it has right now 
and if 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 that is evident in the game between Manchester United and Crystal Palace, I was watching that game and I was saying to myself, Crystal Palace were not even lethal. They were not as lethal as the Liverpool side will be. They were not as unforgiving as the Pep Guardiola side will be. If that Spurs that played the Saints on Sunday faces Manchester United, oh boy, it's going to be a travesty. It's going to be a red disaster. And I think, I think with the squad that Manchester United have now, they don't have a defender who can handle the, the pace of the likes of, of, of Mane, of the likes of Son, of the likes of Raheem Sterling. They don't have the players who can handle the technicality of strikers who are... Who are really geniuses uh, and adept at at at, the, at at their skill. So what are we talking about here? It's like Chelsea and Manchester United are on two sides of 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 of, of the of a stock chart right now. For Chelsea, it is steadily rising. I'm not sure Manchester fans will feel the same about their side, and they're absolutely right. Something has to happen before the window closes, or it's going to be a very 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 long season not just for manchester united in this season an era of bands for their fans as well that has been the first x minutes podcast uh, me talking about chelsea and manchester united yep the future is bright for one side uh, the same can't be said for another but that's just my view that's just my opinion what do you think what do you think about both sides are you a fan do you think that yes um come the end of the season um the story would have changed because like i usually say it's not a sprint it's a marathon and things can change a million times before the end of the season comes you can leave me a comment on twitter i'd love to hear from you at papi underscore the greats papi underscore the greats p.s i want to start i will be starting a hundred day challenge um yeah crazy yeah i know i know but um it's called a minute one minute for 100 days and um what it entails is basically i will be talking football for a minute every day and um uh, for 100 days i will be sharing it on all my social media platforms it's crazy i really don't know how i want to go about it but i'm sure that something will pop and i'm sure that one way or the other we're always going to find a way around it um we're getting to the last 100 days of the year and i want to run this this um challenge for the last 100 days of the year so if you listen to this podcast and you listen to this part where i mentioned the challenge please just send me a message on on twitter just chat me up maybe a word of encouragement maybe an advice on how you think i i should be able to achieve this very 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 tall aim until i come your way in the next episode of the podcast is a monday the start of a new week whatever you will be doing i really hope it's profitable I hope you're kept safe in the hands of the Almighty until I come your way in the next episode of the podcast. Yeah, I said that again. Cheers. Bye for now.